The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Good morning, everyone, um, and welcome to this presentation of Envision, a past, present, and future. My name is Brad Snyder. I'm a presentations coordinator for Blind Information Technology Specialists, who is sponsoring this event. BITS is a special interest affiliate of the American Council of the Blind. You can learn more about BITS or become a member by visiting our website at www.bits-acb.org. And before we get started, um, Chanel, could you please give out the uh, CEU codes for those who need them? The opening code is 43020. Once again, four, three, zero, two, zero. Okay, thank you very much. And we'll be back at the end of the presentation with a closing CEU code. Okay, with all these formalities out of the way, I would like to, with great honor, present our uh, our presenter today. We uh, are honored to have Mr. Kardik Mahadevan, the CEO of Envision. Kardik, welcome. Thank you, Brad. And I would also like to thank uh, uh, ACB uh, for having me on and uh, actually having this opportunity to talk to you all a bit about Envision. I'm going to talk about, you know, like how Envision began, which is the past. I'm going to talk about what is the work we have done over the years that has gotten us to this point in the present. Uh, and I want to end with a glimpse of what the future you know, holds uh, of not just Envision, but this kind of technology that Envision is building in general. Uh, I would appreciate if this is an interactive discussion. So I am looking forward to the Q&A part of it, which will be towards the end of my conversation. So I will uh, uh, so keep the talking brief so that we can actually have a lot more time uh, for the interactive part, which is the part I enjoy the most. So let me take you back uh, all the way to the origins of Envision. Uh, I was a student at a university here in the Netherlands, and I was studying industrial design. And in the last year of your design uh, studies, you're supposed to pick up a thesis uh, that you do as a project for six to eight months, and that's what you hand it in. And like any other student, I was also trying to look for which is the topic I want to do a thesis on. Uh, and uh, coincidentally, at that point, I was invited, uh, you know, I was actually uh, invited to a school for the blind. Uh, this was a, a, a back home in India. So I was invited by this school for the blind to talk about what are the job opportunities students can have in the future. And I was there to speak as a designer. So I was just explaining to the kids in the school uh, that a designer is just somebody who solves a problem. So if all of you are able to build a solution to a problem that you face, all of you could also become a designer. And I remember that towards the end of my talk, I posed a question to all the kids in the room that day and I asked them, 
if they were all to become a designer tomorrow, what will be the problems that all of them would like to solve? And almost all the kids in the room that day said, I want to be more independent. I want to be able to hang out with my friends by myself. I want to be able to go to school on my own. I want to be able to just pick up a book and, 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 and read a book just by myself. And for some reason, this whole experience really stuck with me uh, because I think I felt deep down somewhere I'm supposed to be a designer, somebody who solves a problem. Why am I not doing something about it? Um, so I came back to my uh, university. I spoke to a professor of mine and I said, hey, you know what? I would, you know, this is something I would you know, actually want to do a thesis on. And in the beginning, it was, it was a purely you know, like just that. It was purely a research project for me where I was just going and speaking to as many of the blind and low vision people as I could to really understand what is independence you know like you know so what did they mean when this you know like say the word independence and an insight that i got early on was that for a lot of them independence almost always meant access to information and because of the fact that we had built this world in a visual way where a lot of the information around us because it happens to be in a visual form uh, the inability to access that is the thing that is causing a dependencies in their lives. Uh, so when a blind you know, a person is at a train station, for example, the information is up there. It's up there on a display. But because you have you're chosen to make that information a visual information, uh, there's a need to ask to someone else for help. So in a way, it was the fault of the way we have built the environment that was actually increasing their dependencies on others. But at the same time, I also understood that it's a bit impractical to expect all the environment and infrastructure and information around us to change. Um, you cannot really go and put a Braille stickers on everything around you, for example. That's when I started to take a look at how can the technologies of today, like image recognition, artificial intelligence, how can these technologies that were up and coming at the time, how can they be used uh, to understand an environment and infrastructure and information as is, and be able to extract the information from them and just have them be spoken out. That's when I got into you know, touch with a friend of mine uh, who was an AI engineer, uh, who was doing a lot of AI stuff at that time. Uh, and he's also now the co-founder of the company along with me. But I just rang him up and I said, you know, I just want to understand what is the state of art uh, uh, in terms of uh, your, your AI and image recognition and uh, you know, what can be like done with it in terms of understanding environments and information. And uh, the both of us then just started you know, building very simple uh, prototypes to really understand what the technology could, could, could like do for us, right? And we built very uh, simple stuff to begin with. Uh, we built like an object recognition where it will tell you this is a cup, this is a plate, for example. But then we will uh, take these such uh, prototypes to a group of blind and low vision you know, people that we had like built around here and we'll ask them for feedback. And their feedback will be very, very you know, like you know, sort of helpful where they'll say, you know what, uh, like an object recognition thing is not as helpful because you know it's cool that you tell me there's a plate in front of me. But I'm probably the person, you know, like who put the plate there. So it's not super helpful to tell me there's a plate. 
or a cup or a mug but if you can uh, read the text on the cup or you can uh, let, let me know if this is you know like a blue plate then that kind of additional sort of a context is what will help so we always took this after your feedback and we will go ahead and improve on our app a bit and then we'll let we we'll, so I'll go back to them the uh, you know uh, 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 like a week later where they'll have a bunch more feedback from us we'll uh, take it in and again we'll improve on the app and then we'll go back and like uh, this kicked off a very iterative your uh, loop so much so that by the end of my thesis we had actually arrived at a version of this app which when we started you know, you know showing around to people they all got very excited about it they all you know felt that hey this app that you have built now is actually something that's extremely useful for us this is actually something that's adding a value to our lives and this is actually something that will be okay you know like to pay for if there is uh, you know you know uh, 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 if it is available so it was at that point we started to think that okay you know what we're probably on to something uh, and this thing that we have built if you want to make sure it's out in the hands of all the blind and low vision people in the world as it was intended to be we need to build a business tech model around it because uh, we need to make sure it is sustainable and scalable so that's when the whole idea of like you're going from a research or project to a startup actually began so we improved on our app a bit more and uh, we you know like launched it uh, very apprehensively uh, on the app store uh, and we launched this in february of 2018 uh, and i still i remember the first day where we just uploaded the app on you know apple viz uh, that's the online uh, you know like website or deck forum and we just started getting insults and your know, feedback from people all over and a couple of months later we actually added a, added a subscription to it and we started you know seeing actually people subscribe to the app uh from the day one so i think for us that were very encouraging you know the touch points to uh, you know ensure that you know there is a need for you know the stuff that we're building and we need to constantly keep improving on it and that's what we did i think that's one of the things that uh, has a led to envisions Uh, your, your success so far has been that we've been very uh, attentively are listening to the feedback that we get from our the user base, and we constantly keep incorporating in the app. Uh, you know, and we keep on improving the app. So the app saw that constant iteration and improvement over the months. Uh, we always kept on listening to the feedback from people. We even went and you know like launched our Android app towards the end of twenty eighteen. so we were like the only app that was able to you know, offer a range of different ai features like uh, you know stuff like recognition of text objects your know, faces all of that in a single app across ios and android but as the app was continuing to grow there was a feedback that we kept on receiving from a lot of our users who said that you know what the app is cool but it'll be amazing if i don't have to hold a phone in my hand especially if i'm out and about with a cane or a dog already so at that point we started to take a look at how can we put this uh, software that we have built into some form of a wearable so that it can actually give people a hands free experience of experiencing the world around them um we knew that we don't want to build the hardware ourselves because 
A, that is a capital intensive uh, endeavor to build your own hardware, but also that's not really where our expertise was. So uh, we started to order all sorts of like smart glasses that were available in the market, anything that we could you know, we could like uh, get our hands on. And we started to you know, try if it's possible to port our software into them. Uh, but we always kept on hitting on a bottleneck, either from a technical standpoint or from an end user standpoint, where from a technical standpoint, uh, the processors on these uh, smart glasses were not strong enough to do all the AI operations that we wanted to do. Or if they did have a powerful enough of a processor, they were so big and like, bulky uh, in you know, like form that it was really stigmatizing for a person to actually have it on their face, right? Because the last thing our users just said they want is to walk around looking like a cyborg. Um, but then something interesting actually happened uh, towards end of 2019 when we actually won the Google Tech Play Award for the best accessibility app. Uh, and, and our Google team actually invited us to their offices in a California, and they actually introduced us to the team that was working on the second edition of the Google Kid back. It didn't really become a commercial success for them. So what they had done is internally, they had done a pivot where now they were offering these glasses to enterprises for enterprise applications, right? So they were offering these glasses to big industries, uh, big like manufacturing like units, like warehouses, and all of these kind of solutions. Uh, but when Envision approached them with a proposition of like using these glasses to actually not like to be and be like a tool for people who are uh, like blind or like low vision, that got them very excited, and they offered us early access to these glasses, and. Like once we had that access, we started to do some you know, feasibility, you know, sort of testing on it, and we found that it had the processing capabilities that Envision was looking for to do all the AI operations. But it also actually had a had a form factor that was a sleek enough uh, for a blind or a low vision person to actually be comfortable with having on their face. So we struck a partnership with them where we uh, take their hardware. And we flash it entirely with our software, and we offer that as a product called Envision Glasses. Uh, we launched the Envision Glasses uh, on the sixth of March, twenty twenty. Uh, and the reason I I remember the exact date very specifically is because when we did the launch on the sixth of March, we actually had a party uh, at our office here in the Netherlands, like a small friends and family thing, uh, to announce the launch. And immediately the day after, which is the 7th of March, 2020, there was a lockdowns announced all over the country. We actually took a flight on 8th of March uh, to come to Anaheim to attend a CSUN. Uh, and that was our big idea is that we will do a demonstration of these classes at exhibitions like the CSUN. And uh, on the basis of that, our demonstration we will ask people to you know, pay upfront for a pre-order of this. And once we have enough people who have done a pre-order, we'll be actually uh, be able to you know, order these glasses in you know, a big quantity from a company like Google. 
but then it wasn't the case to be because as soon as we arrived at your know, season it was a zombie land uh, there was like almost nobody who had attended that you know, season and within you know two days uh, of us being there uh you know like i remember like trump had announced like you know like a flight ban so we literally had to take the next flight out to get back to the netherlands before all the flights were cancelled um so that was just something that didn't go according to the plan for us but we were very very surprised by the encouraging user base that we had who despite being not able to experience these losses in you know, like in person actually put the faith in us to, to build something valuable for them they actually went ahead and did a pre order anyways so we had over 100 people who were willing to pay up front for a piece of you know like device that they only you know only like only sort of like heard about like a, you know like a piece of hardware they have not touched they have not felt how it works but they you know like they like showed a faith in the envision team to deliver them something of a value so that was for us the most encouraging element of that phase so that was for us a great your silver lining uh, you know during the difficult phase of the pandemic but there was also another silver like i would say like lining uh, of the pandemic for us was that we at we like realized that if you put a bunch of engineers in a room and you let them know that they cannot leave the room they actually get very productive so all the software development on the glasses which we thought is going to take us a while we actually did all the software development from scratch to being uh, being ready to you know like push in about like 3 months which was for us like an incredible you know incredible sort of feat to achieve uh, given how like small our engineering team was so towards the end of 2020 we were able to you know to ship the glasses to everybody who did make make a pre order of them and 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 and, and, and like to date we are very like are grateful to all of those people who have made a pre order of the glasses to us at that point and ever since then envision uh, has been you know slowly increasing the sales and the distribution of these glasses we now are working with distributors all over uh, the globe who are doing a distribution of these glasses on our behalf we have more than 15 distributors in the uss you know itself where we have every you know distributor for every major state um we have uh, these glasses that are now being funded through different uh, programs as well so people are you know able to like get these glasses are funded through the dor or through the va for example Uh, and there are also a lot of like a local initiatives that are supporting uh, the distribution and the purchase of these glasses um with that being said let me quickly give you a glimpse of what these your glasses could do so let me do a quick a demonstration of a feature of the glasses that we just pushed out just to give you an example i'm not going to do a full a full a demo of all the features on the glasses i'm only going to demo you know two features uh but if you are somebody who is interested in these glasses and if you are somebody who would uh look for a full demo uh you can you can a very easily book a demo on envisions like website and uh, we do like a virtual a one on one a demo where we go into in depth in explaining all the features and the functionalities of the glasses so i have my glasses on at the moment and the feature i'm going to do a demo of is called scan text 
right? Scan text is a feature on these glasses that can actually help you to read any piece of text, be it a document or a menu or any piece of dense or complicated piece of text that you have on you. So I have the glasses on. I have them hooked up to a Bluetooth speaker for now uh, so that you are actually able to hear the output of, of the glasses as well. Let me first go ahead and do a double tap to, you know, like wake up my glasses. Let me make sure they're connected to the Bluetooth. All right. So now I'm on the home screen. Uh, so from the home screen, uh, I'm going to do a swipe a forward uh, to get to the scan text in the main menu. Instant text, scan text. And as soon as I'm going to do a double tap on scan text, the, like the first thing it's going to do is, it's going to offer me instructions on how to position the document in a way where the entirety of the document is in the frame, right? So in my hand, I have a menu from a, from a restaurant that I went to, a, your, your event to when I was actually in Anaheim. So let me go ahead and first do a double tap and then we'll just follow the instruction that the glasses are offering us. Move document up or your head down. Move document up or your head down. Move document up or your head down. It offered me those instructions. As soon as the whole of the document was in the frame, it automatically took a picture. It's going to do a bit of a processing now and it should speak the output out to me soon. Reader, lunch, social sharing, C. A U P O N E. Yachi. Local greens, grape, avocado salad, and SV. Central Valley beet salad, Arkale chopped salad, Casser salad. So as you can see, it is now speaking out the contents of the menu out to me. Uh, so I can now do a, like a swipe on the glasses to like a go through the whole object menu line by line, right? But now the interesting thing is we've also integrated this with, uh, with like chat GPT. So instead of reading the whole of like menu, you know, sort of like a line by line, I can also simply just ask it, ask it, ask it a question. So I can simply ask it something like, what are the desserts? Envision is answering your question. The desserts are not mentioned in the provided text. Oops. Let me give that another try. Let me take a picture again, actually, because it might have missed the desserts part. Move document up or your head down. All right, I've captured another picture. Hopefully this is a slightly better angle. Reader, lunch, social sharing, H-O-U-S-E-N-F-U-J yellow fint. All right, I'm gonna ask the same question again. What are the desserts? Envision is answering your question. The desserts are bourbon caramel bread pudding, chocolate layer cake, cheesecake topped with local berries, and ice cream, choice of vanilla bean, decadent chocolate, or savory strawberry. 
So it's <laughs> a able to understand the you know the, the question that I've asked of it. Then it's able to go ahead and then scan the menu, and then it's able to look for your know, desserts and then just you know, speak out that answer to me. And actually, in this a menu, uh, the you know like the part which actually has the desert, it doesn't even say it, you know, anywhere where it, you know where it it a mention that it is like desserts. You know that you know like the heading of that actually says spoonful of sugar, but the AI has enough intelligence to understand that that's exactly what the dessert is, and and give me that answer. I can also ask it a follow up question, so I can ask it something like. How much is the ice cream? Envision is answering your question. The ice cream is eight dollars. So, I can ask it now anything. I can ask it for you know, like only speak all the vegetarian options to me, for example, or I can ask it to like you know, like tell me like what is the most expensive. Like champagne, they have so any sort of a question, the AI will be able to understand it, and you will look for the answer for you and speak it out. So I can be holding an electricity bill. I can ask it for how much the amount is it that I need to pay, or when is the due date, or I can be holding a packaging of a you know, like meal, and I can ask it for just the cooking instructions, or I can ask it for what is the temperature I need to heat the oven to, and it has the intelligence now built in. You know to understand and answer those things on our behalf. So that's what we have now. This is a feature that has been in your know, production for a couple of months, and uh, like use cases that we're unlocking with this is pretty incredible. We actually had a user from a Japan who reported the other day where he has a job which is a data entry job where he just needs to read a document and, and enter a specific a data from the document into a spreadsheet. And he said that earlier it used to take him at least half an hour to look for the specific information in a document because he will scan it with an OCR app, go ahead and and you know, click look for that specific information line by line, which was a cumbersome experience. But now with this glasses, he just you know, like takes an image of the document and then simply asks the AI to look for that information, and uh, he's now able to do in you know, two minutes. That you know, like a job that used to take him at least half an hour before. So all of a sudden, with this feature, his you know, tech productivity has increased by a huge number. So this is what we can do with a recognition of text. But the glasses uh, they have like a whole bunch of different AI features, from giving a description of a scene to helping you find objects, detecting a banknote and whatnot. There is a you know full sort of suite of all the visual recognition tool that you will ever need. But in addition to all of that, the glasses are also able to make a video call. So in these glasses, if you're at any point unable to look for the right answer through AI, or if it's something that's a bit more subjective that that, that you're like you're looking for, like you want to pick out a shirt for a, a you know like a party that you want to go to, for example, with these glasses, you can always make a video call to a friend or a family member through a free app called Envision Ally. So you can just add the people that you would like to make a call to, and then. They get to see everything from your perspective, and you can then uh, still have both of your hands and like do different things. Uh, I spoke to a person recently who actually said that uh, she was uh, waiting for like painters to come to her house uh, to, you know, to paint a wall in her kitchen, 
but the painters never like showed up so she uh, put on these glasses and like like she called her sister and then i and then she was able to uh, paint a wall in her kitchen just by having her sister on the other end uh, offering her assistance so the you know like video calling a feature of this glasses are also very very strong and like useful you also have a partnership with ira uh, where you can also make a call with these glasses to an ira agent so if you ever you know like you know like need that extra or your professional help you can always choose to make a call to an ira agent from these glasses as well we are also and i think that's the most exciting aspect of these glasses is that uh, it's you know built as a platform which means it has the ability to integrate other like sort of like third party applications on it as well we are at the moment in talks with other sort of like video calling apps and other like navigation apps as well to integrate all of these applications on these glasses as well so after you buy them in terms of like software updates the glasses continue to improve in the features and the functionalities that they have uh so that's a bit about uh, what the glasses have at the moment but i do want to uh, like leave you with a glimpse of the future and the future that we are trying to you know you know like envision or tech pun intended uh is a future where these glasses basically act as a sighted assistant you know, to you right for example the example i gave you with the menu where you could just speak to the glasses as if you are talking to somebody who is uh, sitting next to you right you can ask the questions that you would ask if there was a sighted person next to you you know stuff like what are the desserts or how much is the ice cream it's almost like a interaction that you're having with a sighted assistant who is always with you and i think that's the goal we have with these glasses is that we want to build that with everything so exactly that example you saw with text we want to extend the same kind of uh, example but with also images right uh, let me quickly uh, show you an example of you know, something that's currently still in a beta to explain you know, what i mean uh let me quickly Oh, it's Colin at Hawk Describe Seat. Recognize Hawk Detect Light. More features. BMASKETBME. So I have this a feature with which the your know, first thing I'm going to do right now is I'm going to go ahead and take a picture of everything that I see in front of me. And the glasses are going to go ahead and give me a description, right? So I'm going to go ahead now and take a picture of exactly what I see. And Envision the, is processing your image. and the first thing glasses are going to do is give you a description which is going to be a lot more detailed than what you're otherwise like all used to the image shows a desk with various objects on it there is a laptop in the center which is raised on a wooden stand and it's open on a web page that says american council with some profiles visible In front of the laptop there's a brown notebook with the number 15 on it. To the left of the notebook there's a pair of sunglasses and a glass of water. To the right there's a small black object with JBL written on it which appears to be a portable speaker less than diff underscore marker greater than aduno slash task dot md less than diff underscore marker greater than 1007. Right. Plus plus what is on this image? image https://storage.bmevv all right so that the part in the end is the beta end where it's still speaking out in some code but i hope you sort of 
were able to understand in a sense what the glasses are able to do in terms of giving you a description right where the like a description it gave was a lot more uh, descriptive than 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 the ones that that you're used to where it you know it didn't just inform me that there is a there is uh, like an object for example in old description it simply said there's a laptop on the table but in this example it also you know, went a step ahead and it said i see on the laptop it says american the council for the blind right it sort of has that additional intelligence built in to go in and give a bit more description on it the interesting stuff is i can also ask it a ask it a follow up right i can also now interact with it exactly how i interacted with the example with 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 like a menu let me attempt to do that one more time so i can you uh, show you the interaction part pmvv so i'm going to take a picture again just of these components maybe keep it simple envision is processing your image The image shows a desk with a laptop on a stand, a notebook with the number 15 on the cover, a JBL speaker, a glass of water, and a few other items less than diff underscore marker greater than bot underscore telegram dot. What is the color of the JBL speaker? Question mark. Small JBL speaker to the right of the notebook and a glass of water to the left of the notebook, less than diff underscore marker, greater than 1006. Plus, this is an image of a workspace. On the desk, there is a laptop on a stand with the screen on, a notebook with the number 15 on the cover, a small JBL speaker to the right of the notebook, and a glass of water to the left of the notebook, less than diff underscore marker, greater Right. I think uh, you are able to understand the fact, but the idea is that that's the future we want to build, uh, where you can just simply take an image of anything around you, and you can ask it any kind of a question that you would expect a sighted person to be able to answer. Right. As of now, it still has a limitation, so it can, of course, answer very you know basic stuff like what is the c- color of something, you know, how many people are you know like are around me, or uh, you know is the person person uh, opposite to me is he wearing a hat for example but i think the idea is to improve upon this to a point where it just becomes you know more and more intelligent it understands the you know like the context of things and it also becomes a more of a personal ai so i think that's the kind of future that we are you're heading to and that's the kind of future that envision wants to lead where we are able to put our software on a wearable it doesn't necessarily so have to be the cool class it could be any of the smart classes that are actually about to come out into the consumer market soon. Um, but the idea is to build the AI that will you know, work on these different kinds of like variable, but be a sighted assistant for all of you, those who need it. So that's the future that Envision is trying to build. And with that, I would like to open up the floor and like welcome any of the questions that uh, people in the audience might have. I appreciate all of you for your patience and like, thanks for listening. Thank you very much. Um, 
if any of our attendees have questions for Mr. Mahadevan, please raise your hand. And Holly, if you could take care of raise hands for us. It would be a pleasure, sir. Thank you. Sorry for the mix-up in the beginning. Okay. That's all right. We're here and it's all good. Okay. Do we have any hands? Anthony Corona, you go first. All right. Welcome, Anthony. Um, I'm a I'm a I'm an Envision glasses user and I love them. Um I will definitely say that the description, scene description, object description, and the you know, scan text has jumped leaps and bounds in its um usability and and how quick and and how accurate it um processes the information. I have a question. Um, well, two questions. Are you familiar with the OCO app? OKO? Uh, yes, we are. They're actually a neighbor of us. Uh, they, it is a, it is it is a Belgian uh, a company. Yeah. So yeah, I do know them quite well. Yeah. Um. So you know, I've been working with them here in the states. They uh pre- they presented first on my program Sunday edition. Um. Is there any potential for a partnership with OCO to be able to use our pedestrian crossings um, hands free as well? Yeah. No, that's definitely a you know, like 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 a conversation that uh, you know, like you know, like we have been having with OCO team uh, for a while. Um, there are some technical uh, sort of bottlenecks. Uh, that's what is stopping us. Like their uh, AI uh, models are just a bit too big to be you know, like working on the glasses offline. I think that's what uh, our team and uh, OCO team is trying to optimize so that they can operate optimally on the glasses. So yeah, it is it is an ongoing conversations and it is something that you know like uh, you know that is probably going to be integrated, you know you know in like a shorter I would say like a timeline uh, than you can imagine. Okay, Diane Scalzi. I I'm, I was really impressed with uh, how well that interpreted the photographs and read the menu. Um, I'm wondering, is this capable of identifying? things that aren't in pictures like my husband is partially sighted would he be able to use these glasses to see um a tree or a bush or you know a sidewalk or you know some other thing like that um so these are glasses uh don't have any sort of uh thing to improve like your vision right so these glasses don't have a display or or you know like they do have a display but the display is not usable at all it's like you know, too small so the glasses are entirely uh an image to audio kind of a device where it just peeks out stuff around you and gives you description of the stuff around you but it does not improve your eyesight in any way uh, so if that's what you're looking for, then this is probably not the right tool for you. It can help uh, to, like, to, to, you know, to like, describe the stuff around him in more detail, but it will mm-hmm. not be able to, to project an image uh, into the part of the eye that uh, he's still able to like, see from. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Okay, Edward Shaham, it's your turn and you can talk. Thank you. And you pronounced my last name perfectly. <laughs> that was amazing. So. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so the the um the glasses really seem amazing um uh to me and I really resonated with what you had said at the beginning about um you know we don't uh, as as blind and low vision uh um people we don't just need information but we need information that's accessible and uh we need the right type of information. My question is um 
yeah, right now, uh, more and more appliance technologies are becoming less and less accessible. Uh, flat buttons, um, you know, displays. Uh, you know, I'm talking about dishwashers and and washing machines and dryers, uh, thermostats. Uh, is there any um, uh, any work or any thoughts uh, being put into uh, using the AI feature to be able to um, guide somebody to use a an appliance that is not accessible, for example, you know, turning up or down the air conditioning or heat in a hotel room uh, by themselves or, uh, you know, turning on the washing machine that has flat buttons, um, things like this. Yeah. So like what the glasses can do at the moment is like, I wouldn't say it's a complete a solution, but it sort of helps, I think, sort of halfway. So for example, if there is a, there is a thermostat or something like that, when you take a picture of that with these new feature, it sort of explains to you what the layout of the thermostat is, what the buttons are, what does it you know, like what does the temperature say? So it does a good job at explaining uh, the current uh, you know, system and the uh, you know, screen, but uh, it does not like uh, sort of give you like a live uh, you know, like feedback on exactly sort of which button that it is that you take, you know, like hitting or you're pressing. I think that's what we would eventually maybe you know, want to do, but at the moment, building something like that is way too difficult because of the different design and the layout that all of these different appliances have. So I think uh, in the in in our long term, I hope that these appliances become a bit more accessible, and then your know, AI can come come halfway to improve their accessibility by giving a better a description of them. But yeah, as of now that, you know, like a, you know, like a description of a layout is possible, but like, uh, you know, like a frame by frame explanation of uh, exactly, you know, which button is it that you're pressing, that's not possible. So the glasses does like a halfway job, but it's still not almost like useful. So it's more of a talent and error on, on, on the user's end is, is the what we have seen so far. Okay, uh, Michael Byington, it's your turn. You can talk. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, my wife was an IRA user and uh, used a pair of glasses that they were supporting for a while that we paid some $600 for. And about uh, four months after they started uh, accepting those glasses and making them compatible with their service, uh, they decided they were that they were not a powerful enough camera and they withdrew support for that meaning that we had a $600 pair of junk. Now, if we were to invest in the, uh, the glasses that you are demonstrating here and, and your system, what guarantee do we have that just a few months later, organizations uh, such as OCO or IRA that might be working with you would withdraw their support and we would have something that would not be as useful? All right. Uh, I think that's a very good question. And I think there's only a, you know, sort of so much we can do to offer assurances. But I think uh, if you, I think a better way to you know, think of it would be that uh, all the incentives are aligned uh, for OCO and for IRA. Uh, the, the, you know, they have all the incentive to actually have their app on Envision uh, uh, glasses because Envision then you know, takes uh, the effort of uh, you know, 
you are distributing these glasses, making the sales, doing all the maintenance, and they just have to extend their application, which they already have, just on another uh, your platform. So the way I see it from the vantage point I have, I think there's only going to be like a lot more application added onto the glasses as opposed to the existing ones like going away because there is a big demand. Like we see a very you know, like high degree of like usage of the IRA app on the Envision glasses. And I, I believe that's only going to increase going forward. So I think it makes all the business incentive for them to stay on and even like more people to join. That's the direction that you know, we see it as of now. But yeah, like I don't think any company could give like a full on your know, guarantee that that's going to be the way it is. But if you look at your know, like a track record that Envision has had so far, where since the time we have like launched the glasses in 2020, the glasses have only improved and added to it uh, over the years. It has uh, become uh, like a much more better device sort of each month. And I think we can, the only thing that we as Envision can promise that that's always going to happen from the day that you purchase the device, the device only gets you better after that day of purchase, as opposed to everything else that starts to like, depreciate. I think Envision is the only device that I can assure you actually appreciates by adding more functionalities after you buy it. Teresa, go ahead. By any chance, did you mean Terry? No, it's uh, it's a phone number. Um, oh, Terry, you're right. You're next anyway. Go ahead, darling. We have <laughs> a Terry you. and a Teresa right in a row here, babe. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, I really am very drawn to the Envision glasses. I am looking for um, a solution for reading room numbers as I walk down a corridor, for reading um, addresses or names of of uh, buildings or establishments as I walk down the street. How effective is Envision with glasses uh, to do both of those things? Is there a continuous video mode that it can keep looking as I'm walking? Yeah. Uh, yeah that's a good a question. So there is a feature in these glasses. It's called instant text. And instant text is actually a continuous <laughs> the reading of text so it works with, with the video feed so any piece of text that you know that is in in, in front of the camera at the time it instantly speaks it out uh it works entirely offline so it, you know like you always have it available and it's super instant because all the processing and everything actually happens online and it is ideal for you know if you want to look for a room number inside of a hotel or an office or if you're trying to look for a shop uh in a mall or if you're trying to look for a specific address, that's actually the use cases people often like have with the instant text. So instant text is the feature in the glasses that you're looking for, which will be able to you know, do all the things that you just asked for. Teresa, now it's your turn, time to shine. Go ahead. Okay, good presentation, sir. Good presentation. Um, I'd like to know something. Okay, my phone is not a smartphone, regretfully. Uh, but I do have, a, um, in my home, I have an iPad. I am wanting to know, can these uh, glasses be paired with an iPad just as long as, you know, of course, there's Wi-Fi in the, in the house? Yes, they can be. So, you know, like these glasses, they work with, so uh, just to maybe uh, give more of a context, the glasses do need to be paired to the Envision app, but that's only for the first time to, to do a, you know, like a setup of it. 
And if you do want to make any changes to your settings and things, it's easier to do it on the app than the glasses. But the glasses are a standalone a device, right? So they don't need to actually you know, have the phone or uh, you know, any sort of other a, a device around for the everyday like use and operations of it. And the first time a pairing of the glasses, you can also do it with an iPad. You can also do it with an iOS or an Android app. We do have uh, access across all the platforms. Uh, so you can you can uh, you can uh, do the pairing of the glasses with an iPad, but you don't really actually have to have the iPad around for the everyday uh, uh, use and operations of the glasses. Okay, Diane Harms, it's your turn. Hi, I have the Envision glasses. I'm really enjoying them so much. Um, I was able to tell the difference between. I have a lot of T-shirts, so I was able to tell the difference between um, them you know, that I tried, um, for instance, one of them is a Stephen Curry shirt, you know, place for the Golden State Warriors. And so I was able to tell that I had that exact shirt. And then uh, I have an Alaska. When I went on a cruise to Alaska, uh, one of the shirts says inside passage. I was able to read that. And then a Christmas shirt that I have says, keep calm, wait for Santa, you know, so it was really neat to be able to read those with the glasses. And I'm just enjoying them so much. Thank you. Oh, I appreciate that, Dion. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. Okay. Linda, F-A-U, Faust, I guess. Okay. It's F-A-U-S-T, by the way. Um, I'm, I really appreciate this uh, presentation. Um, the question that I have is, um, I'm hearing impaired, and so I'm wondering about the future, uh, the features of uh, the uh, glasses, whether you can uh, adjust the treble and bass or um, adjust the volume or repeat what, what the description said or anything like that. Would you expound on that, whether, you know, how a hearing impaired person, if, if, if this would be a, a good solution for them yeah so it is possible to adjust the volume the speaking rate and uh, you can also pick pick a different a voice we have over a, you know, 15 different uh, different voices in the glasses that you can pick from based on what you like so it is possible to adjust those things uh these uh, uh, these uh, glasses also have a bluetooth in them so it is also you know, possible you know exactly how i connected them to a bluetooth speaker for this presentation it is possible if you know, like a hearing aid you know, that supports a Bluetooth connection, it would also be possible to, 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 to connect these glasses directly to your hearing aid or through a transmitter for that matter. So that's a way for people with a, with like a hearing impairment. Also. <laughs> yeah, I apologize. I also have trouble understanding what you're saying. So is there another way that I can get an answer to this uh, question? Because I also have trouble understanding you know, hearing when anybody that, you know, is that has an accent, I apologize for that. But, um, you know, I'd like to know if it has those kind of features and different voices, like, um, you know, uh, if, if it's just one voice or what as well. So if you could, uh, if you could uh, uh, send us an email to support at letsenvision.com, we will be able to answer all of your questions through that. They would have something on there about hearing, or I have to call somebody. 
So if you could just email us, uh, we will be able to answer all of the questions you have about uh, about. Uh, uh, all right, I'll look, I'll Google the email address for you guys. All right, thank you. All right, Linda, thank you so much. Scott Marshall. Yes, I I have been a, a user since October on the now on the professional plan. Uh, even with the smart guidance enabled, I have found that my results in reading accurately are disappointing. Obviously, I need more help with this. I need to do a better job of it. Um, I wonder if you have any suggestions, since apparently a lot of other users are having much better results than I am. Thank you, Scott. I think we can... So do like a, do do like a one on one and also understand uh, exactly uh, how we can improve uh, like your experience of uh, of reading with the glasses. There are there are a few things you can do to ensure you get a better like results. You know, like tips and tricks. We can also you know observe over a video call exactly so how you are uh, holding the document and if there are you know stuff we can do to improve that experience. So if you don't mind, if you could also send an email to support at letsenvision.com uh, and if you can uh, indicate in that that you already spoke with me on this webinar uh, our team will be able to like jump on a call with you and uh, like, you know, and uh, give you like an onboarding and a training on uh, or how you can improve your experience of uh, reading your text with these glasses okay uh, Richard go ahead Okay, I'm here. I have a question. <clears throat> Again, the concern for me is um, the, the time that, that people talk about with the Ira glasses <clears throat> back a few years, the issue was they ran out of memory for, for um, function. And now these glasses, uh, I'm sure they have limitations as to how much memory they have. And with memory being cheap, that they think far enough in in, a, in advance to put plenty of memory so that it could expand, you know, three, four times of what's in there now? Um, so like, so like a memory is not really an issue for us, uh, Richard, because uh, at, at no point are we storing anything on these glasses, right? So these glasses do have a 20 a GB uh, of storage, uh, a memory in them. Uh, but because of the fact that every image that you capture, everything that you are trying to read, as soon as uh, the information is extracted from that image and it is spoken out, the image itself gets a, like a discarded. So that image itself is never being stored anywhere. And because of that, storage space is not really an issue for us because we're not storing anything additional on these devices uh, anyways. So it does have a 20 GB storage, but even that is too much for us because we don't ever actually have a need to store anything on these glasses. Okay, Lisa Brooks, go ahead. Thank you. Um, now I'm looking forward to visiting your booth at convention and I just wanted like to know how much the glasses weigh and how long is the battery life? Thank you. All right, that's a good question. Uh, the like so. The glasses are way are uh, a bit, uh, you're like less than 50 grams. Uh, so they're under, under, out, under, under uh, like 50 grams. So it's a pretty, you're like lightweight uh, 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 like construction from that point of view. Uh, 
Um, and the battery life uh, on an average, I use it's about a four to six hours is 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 a what we see uh, by average. I use I mean somebody who is uh, trying to like use all the features every hour or something. Uh, that sort of is you know, like, is 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 a what we see. But yeah, like from a range point of view, you know, like we see from like four to like ten hours. But I would say on an average of four to six hours is you know, you know, like you know, like the battery life that 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 we commonly advertise. Okay, Nora, it's your turn. Nora, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to somebody else and come back to you unless you can unmute yourself in ten seconds. Michael Byington, go ahead. Thank you. Uh, I'm low vision, and it appeared to me in looking at my monitor and your very clear uh, picture that came up that you were wearing the camera on the right temple of the glasses. If persons with some usable vision are able to uh, get some benefit out of uh, the Envision glasses, and let's say they have a visual aid over the one eye, can the camera be mounted on the other side or for a left-handed person and also some people who are totally blind still have glare issues where they choose to wear uh, dark glasses or glasses that somehow change the amount of light coming into the eye. Do you have a version of the camera that is mountable on some other type of glasses? Thank you. Yes, uh, appreciate the, the, like, those two questions. So, so on uh, like first one, uh, that is a limitation of this glasses that it's only available to have it on the right hand side. So all the electronics and all and 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 uh, and all of the camera they only come with a, with like a right hand side configuration, uh, and that's a limitation because the Google the glasses that we are dependent on that's a limitation from them, and because we don't have that much of an influence over the hardware that is a limitation we are having to like work with. Uh, there might be a version of the hardware in the future that probably will allow, uh, you know, like a dual side configuration. But as of now, that is a limitation of these glasses that they're only, uh, you know, like they only have the electronics and the camera on the right hand side. But uh, for the second part of the question, uh, these glasses they do come with uh, different uh, frames. So the one that I have right now, these are called the titanium frame, and these are like a lensless frames that we have. But these can very easily be removed, and you can replace these frames with with a frame that can actually hold lenses in them. So we do offer a choice of frames on our tech shop as well, where people, depending on their job like preference, they can actually order those frames, and those frames can actually either have a prescription lenses in them or they can also have a dark a tinted like lenses that can be fitted in them okay terry turlow thank you um my question is about the ability to detect light can that be done on a continual basis or does one have to press a button on the um glasses in order to look to see if, if there is light. Yeah, so there is a feature in this glasses called detect light. Let me see if I can open that very quickly. Uh, these glasses also have, have 
less than home. They also have they also have had a voice command, so I can also open it with a voice command. So I can also just give it a command like detect light. Opening detect light. And the way it works is it, it gives you a frequency of beeps. I'm not sure if it's audible, but if I'm this is the sound it makes. If I'm looking at it like a light which is too bright. The frequency is super high, but if I look towards somewhere it's dark. The higher the pitch of the tone, the more light that is being detected. <laughs> very low pitch means it is very dark. So, it if you walked through your house wearing these glasses and invoked that app, you could know uh, whether lights were on throughout the house. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Thank so, you. as you hear like a high pitch of tone, then you yep. will know that. Is able to spot a source of light. Yes, Mike Tindall, go ahead. Good morning. Thanks for the presentation. Great job. Can you tell us about the different plans that you offer, as far as the pro and the other plan? And also, um, is the same scene recognition being done on the app that's being done on the glasses? Thank you. Yeah. Um, so there are uh, like three different editions of the glasses that we offer. Uh, the first edition is called a read edition and a read edition only has the reading your functionalities of the glasses. So it has the instant text, the scan text and the bat scan. So it only has the, you know, like a reading or the text recognition of your know, features of the glasses. It will not have, uh, you know, like, you know, stuff like image recognition and video calling and a read edition is apprised at your 1899 US dollars. Then the second edition is called the home edition. And the home edition comes with all the features that are on the glasses, including the video calling, the description of scene, and all of that. And the home edition is priced at 2499. The home edition and the read edition, when you make a purchase of them, they come with free software updates for the first a year and then from the second year onwards there is a fee there's an annual a fee of 200 dollars for the software updates so just to understand this is a fee only for the software updates so any of our new stuff that envision is going to make after the first year that's what you will need to pay for but everything that exists on the glasses at the time of your purchase and everything that has been pushed on the glasses a year after the purchase all of that you will continue to enjoy for as long as you have the glasses. Then the third edition is called the is called a professional edition, and that one is priced at the three thousand four hundred ninety nine US dollars. Uh, and a pro edition, uh, it has a lifetime of software updates that come included with it. So if you have a professional edition, you don't need to pay that additional annual you know, fee for the software updates. And the professional edition also come included with a pair of an additional of your frame. So if you are somebody who needs, uh, you know, to have like lenses or any sort of tinted, uh, you know, uh, 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 lenses that needs to be put on these glasses, uh, like a frame that can hold them already comes included with the purchase of a professional edition. So there is the read edition, the home edition, and the professional edition of the glasses that are available at the moment. Carlos, you can talk, honey. <laughs> Thank you. A um, couple questions. Um, 
The first question is, if a person were to be, for example, on an IRA call and wanted to do a long task with IRA, how long would, let's say you were at 100% battery, how long would it take on a video call for the battery to run down? An hour, two hours? And yeah. also, um, have they looked into other glasses as well for, in the future, you know, with the thing with Google not supporting the the enterprise glasses? Yeah. You know, and, Yes. Uh, so to answer the first part of of, of your question, I think uh, yeah, when you make a make like a make like a video call, that's probably the most battery intensive feature on this glasses. So uh, you can expect between a one to two hours of a battery life if you're on a continuous a video call with an IRA agent. Um, but you know, but one thing that people often do with these glasses, especially if they know they're gonna do an extensive a video call or something like that, you can actually have a power bank connected to the glasses as you're doing stuff with it right so there is a USB-C uh, your inlet at the back of the glasses so you can actually have a, have your know, like a power bank that is uh, you're feeding into the glasses and then it sort of uh, so expands the battery capability of the glasses but if you don't have a power bank attached yeah I think one to two hours is uh, is uh, is like a fair estimate of how much uh, for battery life you'll get if you're on a constant a video call with an IRA agent. Um, the second part of your question, so Envision is always looking for other hardware that we can put our software into. Envision is a device agnostic software a company where our goal is to you have Envision's a software on as many different, different platforms as possible. So Envision is available on you know, like smartphones across iOS and Android. We are available as a web version, but we're also available on like a smart glasses. And we're always like scouting for other your smart glasses that are going, you know, that are already in the market or that will be coming into the market soon. Uh, so we have been, you know, been playing around with other your smart glasses in the past, but there hasn't been anything in the past that has been a good enough for us to uh, you know, do the integration with and put it out. But in the recent past, there has been a lot of development in these fields. And 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 we are playing around with some very interesting pieces of like hardware uh, that if things work out, we might be able to launch somewhere, uh, you know, in the in like you know in like next year, you know, hopefully. Uh, so I think there is other you know, like hardware that Envision is always looking into, and I think in the long term that's the goal, is that we are a device agnostic you know, software, and then we want to offer you the hardware tech choice. So depending on the hardware that that you prefer or you know the one that you like you can you can pick the envision your software to go along with it okay nora let's try again sweetheart yeah hello sorry i was multitasking anyway my question is about vision glasses are they are they uh, supposed to um help someone see better or what's the uh, purpose of uh, vision glasses uh uh, Tech, I'm sorry. I don't think I understood the, you know, like the question properly. Could you repeat it once more? Yeah, I'm sorry. What is your, I came very late. But what is the purpose? Uh, the uh, purpose of using the your Envision glasses? What is the um, purpose? She says. What? How will it help you? 
So basically, these are a smart glasses that can you know, translate a lot of the visual information around you uh, into audio. So if you mm-hmm. want to, like, if you, so if you're looking to, to, to like read a piece of text, or if you just want to get a description of a scene you're in, or if you want some very specific information from different uh, different elements around you, these mm-hmm. glasses have a series of features that can uh, help extract those information and speak them out to you. They are not a glasses that can improve you know, like your vision in any way. So it's not a corrective uh, glasses that uh, helps improve your vision, but it's more mm-hmm. an assistive tool that can uh, your, that can help you know, your, like make your environment a bit more uh, like a bit more a bit more accessible than uh, what it is. Thank you. Okay, Holly, I think we got one last hand. Let's see if we can knock it out in 30 seconds uh, and then we need to wrap it up. Okay, go ahead, uh, Richard. My question now is it, you, your demonstrations you gave by, were by taking a picture, but can these classes go into active mode? In other words, stream, just continuously stream their video? Uh, yeah, so I think I understood the you know, like, you know, like, like a question uh, which said that if it can you know, do a continuous stream of a video and give a continuous a description, uh, yes and uh, uh, like no. Uh, you know, you know, technically, it can do because a video is nothing but a stream of images. But the reason we don't have it working as optimally right now, because as of now, for this more detailed description, the latency is too much, right? Like there is a processing involved where there needs to be a extensive, you know, like a bit more extensive a processing of the image, and there is a bit of like a waiting your time as you could see uh, when I was doing the demo. That from the time I took the you know, took, took the picture and from you know and, and until we you know like we had the demo, there were a few seconds that we had to you know, wait for the latency and the processing to happen. Uh, in 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 a future, I think we'll be able to decrease the latency and the processing significantly. So I think at that point we'll be able to do that kind of a description on a live a video feed. But I think for the time being, it's going to be an image based things because that's what is optimal. But I think as the technology improves, we will be able to do what we did with images with a video feed also. Okay. Okay, that's about all the one, time. That's about all the time we've got, Holly. We need to go. Yeah, I was just going to say we've got all the time. And anybody Could, that wants to um, call them back, I, sp- I assume they can write to. Can you give the in, the uh, it's, email it's address support again? Support at letsenvision.com. Yes. Okay. Why don't you go ahead and give the final codes and then with we'll pleasure seven do the six, wrap up. The final code is. 76060. That's 76060. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Holly. Thank you, Kardik, for being here today. And thank you to all of our attendees. This has been very informative. And we thank the ACB for allowing us to make this presentation. Go ahead and wrap it up, Holly. Thank you, guys. I should, I hope you have enjoy the rest of your convention. And I will just close this for all, right? Yes, ma'am. Okay.